Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Sprathcast with me, Mark Allen, and the Deputy Minister for Sprath Affairs, Eli Silverman. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it with the catchphrases! Why? Because it's rubbish, and we're not doing that whole you disputing your title and then us rewinding because frankly uh, but have a no look listen look and listen <laughs> right are you listening yes yes we're not doing any of this disputing of your title and rewinding because that frankly got tedious after the second time we did it um and this catchphrase thing has got to stop Abanabanuki. No, you know where that's from don't you you, you realize you've thieved that catchphrase with subconscious it was a subconscious theft, but it's still probably persecutable in a court of law. Yes. Persecutable? Is that the word I'm looking for? No. No. <laughs> you see, we all make mistakes, Mark. I've discovered that, you know, what I thought was an original catchphrase was actually kind of paraphrased of uh, a Japanese game show hosted in the English version by Brian by Blessed. By Brian Blessed. Of all people to steal from. The Brian, impl- if he knew Brian Blessed would come and bellow your eyes out. Sure he'll just he's... shout at you until your skin melted. He's probably got... He'll go, Rayline, you cannot steal my catchphrase. Mary, Flash. Something yeah. like that, wouldn't he? Well, he'd, he'd probably, probably still going on about Flash Gordon. Anyway, he's, he's got this show called uh, The Incredible Banzuki and he goes, it's the unbeatable Banzuki. Right, okay, and what were your catchphrase? Abanabazuki. You have got no leg to stand on in a court of law. If Brian Blessed's lawyers get hold of you, you're in strife, young man. All right, well, you know. So, stop the catchphrases. Okay. Thank you. What about, ooh, my shorts are clean. <laughs> no, I think you'd probably go for that, yeah, but okay. we're not, no. That's like right. if you start your own podcast, if you want to start... Fine. This shit. I'm entirely neutral. I have no catchphrase. I've got no funny quirks. I'm just here to aid the Spraff. I'm here. You are the Minister of Spraff Affairs. Hello. Hello. So, how are you, anyway, aside uh, from the nonsense? I'm good, yeah. Yeah? I was, in, I was in France. Oh, nice. Yeah. Doing what? Uh, I was at my dad's. Uh, helped out and moved his, uh, his wood stack. Is that what he got you over for? Then? Basically, he needs yeah. some wood. Yeah. And stacking. You... And he complained that it wasn't aesthetically pleasing, the way I was stacking his wood. He Does said, that really matter? I mean, he is essentially going to burn all of your good work. What he said is, he said in that part of France, people are judged by the look of their wood stack. Well, then, maybe that's the ridiculous thing that needs to be highlighted. Yeah. Maybe you should spell out the word merd in wood. It's a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. I think I get on quite well with your dad. I've just got this feeling. Apart from the one time I ever went around your house. Ever. And he made a meal for everyone in that house apart from me. Which I still find... I find outrageous. He didn't... It just wasn't enough. There just wasn't enough. There was. There was. At the end of all of it, you went to see if there was any food. And you you brought me back up a bowl of mashed potato. (laughs) Like I was some kind of children's TV badger or something. That was the last meal that you ever fed me, was mashed potato. And this was in... That's nearly ten years ago. Oh, God. For Christ's sake. All right, all right. What kind of host are you? Look, I'm sure he'd be happy to cook you a full meal if you ever met him again. Does he listen to this? No. Is there any reason for that? I put it on when we were in France, the last episode, and he left the room. Did he really? Yeah. What a critic, man. Which bit in particular? The beginning. That that was me, then. 
It's, yeah. me, it's, me, it's not you, it's me. He's like, there's that putz I, I gave yeah. mashed potato to. He's not worth chicken. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's what he denied me, was chicken. Everyone else is like, chicken grease down their chin, lovely. Mm, 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 mm. And I got mashed potato. And not even like the hot mashed potato. It was cold and congealed. But, and the lumpy bits that stick in the corners of the pan when you can't quite mash it properly. That's right. what I was given. Has this affected you? Yeah, it really has. All right, sorry. Right. So, Mr. Silverman, pull your finger out. He's in our bedroom, this is Sprout Cars, coming at you straight from the front, maybe from the side as well, he? So, we, we're resurrecting a feature that we didn't, we haven't had since, I think, we massively dissed Jay Goody. Uh, and look where that got So, maybe it was nerves. That made, but we're doing the elephant in the room feature. Uh, the idea being that there is an elephant in the room in current um, affairs uh, that no one's really talking about. So we, 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 we're going to out that elephant right now. There is currently talk of uh, MPs fiddling their expenses, essentially, massively taking the piss out of taxpayers' money to pay for all manner of fripperies in their life. Ponds. Cravats. Swimming pools. Hair. Ponds. You said that. Yeah, you I did. like ponds. Yeah. Anyway, the whole the, the elephant in the room here is that, that while we are all pretending to be massively annoyed by this, we're outraged by the audacity of them. Let's face it: if any of us were in the same position, we'd give it a go, wouldn't we? You do it. You blatantly do. You think? Look, it's within the rules. This is w entirely within the rules for me to claim all of this extra I cash. I you hi-fi. I could pay for it out of cash, but hang on a second. What does it say in this clause here? I can claim. You do it. Not only that, but if someone dares to go, hang on, wait, wait, this Banger Olufsen hi-fi isn't a legitimate expense. The Speaker of the House goes, no, 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 we cannot have that questioned. No, no. So you've, already, you've got someone vouching for you yeah. as well. These people are untouchable. I would, I would suggest that if anybody in this country was in that position, they would do exactly. They'd the same have a little thing. go. They'd have a dabble. They're, They're jealous, is what it is. They're jealous yeah. of uh, of the MPs. Yeah, they think when I try and do something like that, I get taken to court. But these bastards, they are caught. I, I've heard, yeah, I've heard that a lot. People going, yeah, well, if I tried to fraud yeah. you, you'd take me to court. And quite rightly so. Yeah. But that wasn't strictly fraud. It was just cheeky it as hell. It was within the rules. It was cheeky. It? Yeah. If we were sued for being cheeky, Johnny Vaughan would be inside now, again. Be the Chuckle Brothers. Jesus. They'd right. be doing Bird with Johnny South, no doubt. Basically, for me, it, it almost makes me feel closer to them. Yeah, because they are doing exactly what the people would do. Like any normal person trying to rip off the government. Yeah, because we've all fiddled uh, insurance claims, haven't we? Every single one of us has gone, oh yeah, oh yeah, they, that, um, that telly that was stolen... State of the art, that yeah. was. It was like not some battered piece of black and white shit that you put in your kitchen. No, no that was, was like a sound. Yeah. I would suggest that maybe some reform needs to be put in place to stop this shit happening. But you can't blame them for, for having a dabble. We all do it. Yeah. Sprout. 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 Okay, uh, so that was uh, yet another jingle. Um, now, what, what happens with these jingles generally, is that me and Eli record the show and I edit the show together to get rid of a large amount of shit that you don't really need to hear. I you mean, separate... No, I... no, this is good. What? You separate... Don't you dare say the wheat from the sprath. 
<laughs> you weren't going to say it, were you? Yeah. How dare the you? The chaff from the spraff. No. That's even better. That's what I was going to say. Okay, yeah. You separate I, the I, chaff from the spraff. When I edit this together, I, I tend to separate the chaff from the spraff. There's stuff, you know, I mean, this stuff that you're thinking probably is dragging on a bit now. You wait, man. There's stuff you don't even know about. There's all sorts all of... All kinds of nonsense. Dead um, spraff. Yeah. So what I do is I edit it together. In order to make it seem a little bit more snappy and a bit livelier, I'll put in a jingle. Thing is, I'm not very musical, so I just nick the jingles off GarageBand and then go, well, I can't just, you know, I've got to make it seem vaguely related, so I will say a sentence generally with the word spraff in it somewhere. Bit pathetic. But it's getting desperate now. I'm really, really running out of ideas. I'm just kind of repeating them. And the last ones, to be fair, were dreadful. Yeah, they were low quality. They were. I mean, I don't see you offering your, your services for these jingles. Mate, I've done live ones. I'll do a live one for you now. All right, do a live one for um, for Elephant in the Room. We'll see if we make it, okay? Okay. Go. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, start again. Start again. Ding, 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 ding. What's that? Ooh. The air's moved. It's Elephant in the Room. <laughs> Come on, that's that is verging on genius. Really? Yes. Any other? By what possible criteria is that verging on genius? Well, it's a high IQ. I think what you've probably done is stolen something that Brian Blessed's already done. Oh. Toe rag. So anyway, the point is that um, we we have a couple of professional musicians that listen to this Spravcast. Uh, this is Virgil, who's uh, Eli's best friend who refused to ferry my ginger to Eli's house uh, in a previous episode. And, uh, and Nick, who is also uh, in, they're in the same band, The Dirty Feel. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and they have offered to make us a jingle. How good is that? It's, I'm excited. Well, I haven't heard it. I mean, sure, it's got to be better than anything we can, well, stroke I, can come up with. It takes a bit of pressure off me. There. It's good. It's going to be good. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the challenge is laid down. Let's hope they can come up with the good. So listen out for the, uh, the, the decent quality jingle. Uh, not for this episode, obviously, but but any subsequent ones, hopefully, will uh, will feature it. Cool. That's not another jingle. That's <laughs> just an expression of joy, isn't it? Yes. Oh, okay. Hang on a second. What's that? In the bushes. My worst fears. The scrap is alive. Oh, no, it's not. It's it's just my cat. You may recall from the last Spravcast, I read an excerpt of my diary from when I was 10 years old. This has been surprisingly successful. People have commented that that is, um, I was a little weirdo and they want to hear more about what went on in the, the oddball world of Mark Allen, age 10. I know I do. Uh, and so I found another entry which, as I was reading it, initially didn't sound that remarkable. But when I got to the end of what I wrote on this particular Sunday, how this incident has escaped my mind... Until now, I will never know. But let me read it to you. Okay? You buried it, I'd say. I, I've suppressed this yeah. memory. Okay, this is from the 10th of April, uh, 1988. Uh, the day, traditionally, that I, I would play football every Sunday. So uh, this is what it said. The match was brill. We won 6-2. I set some up. I pulled a muscle. I felt really ill. Mum took me to hospital. And they put a tube up my bum. <laughs> and squeezed liquid in my bum. <laughs> It was only constipation. <laughs> Five stars! Hey. <laughs> Five stars for getting a tube up my high hole. My word. That was... <laughs> That's what is... It was only constipation. I would hate to think what would actually constitute Christ, a, 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 a one star a day. A bad day? Your what whole family they, being if wiped If it's like out. they put a tube up my bum and squeezed acid in it. Like, it's done a lot. 
Five stars. Why melted? Two stars. <laughs> it would never be one. It would never be one, man. No, it couldn't, it couldn't actually reach one star. There we go. That was um, So that's a little ex- excerpt from the weird world of... of um, ten-year-old Mark. Ten-year-old Mark. Now, that is just the start of my diary exploits. Right? This is the diary that I wrote when I was ten years old. It was all fairly innocent. I was quite a weirdo at that point. Um, I found another diary. My parents gave me two diaries. The other diary I have is when I was 13. And I've not read it yet. I've not had a chance to read it. Um, but I think for the next Sprathcast, maybe we can give a bit of a, a bit of a reading from my 13-year-old self and just see how, three years on, how I was developing. You probably were developing. Yeah. In, in, you, you were sprouting. Significant ways. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's hope that I charted it. Maybe there was a pube count in there. You never know. Next up, we have a Spraff Mail. We, we actually have a, an email address, which is spraffcast at googlemail.com, and we encourage people to write in and uh, send suggestions. As, as yet, no one has bothered to do it, apart from one person who, who does tend to email all kinds of nonsense that he comes across. I don't know um, who how. is this guy. This is Adam, who, who's emailed stuff in before. Um, Adam is, is particularly adept, it appears, at finding little bits of, of nonsense that we don't really pick up. Um, he, he appears to read a lot of newspapers and media and stuff, and uh, he, he highlights all this pap, for want of a better word, um, and, and basically filters out some of the shit that we don't need to see, and then just picks a little nuggets. He's like panning for gold, you know? He'll just sift in all the shit and the journalism and the crap, and, and he will come out with these little nuggets of gold. He's essentially a pap filter. I think that's... He's the pap... He's our pap filter. This is the last one he, he sent through. Uh, it's a paraphrasing from this song. 30-year-old plumber Gavin Hyatt goes to his GP bleeding from his belly button and a bit freaked out, understandably. The doctor removes a four-centimetre growth emerging from his belly button. It turns out it's the undeveloped fetus of what would have been his twin brother, which was absorbed by him in the womb. That's so wrong. And then he's <sighs> highlighted the best bit of that entire story. Um, is... Is, is Gavin Hyatt saying, I feel absolutely fine now, but it's not sunk in yet that I could have had a twin brother. I have him in a jar at home, and I call him Little Gav. Brilliant. You know what? I, I think I can see, I'm, I'm reading between the lines here, but I think I know why it, why it emerged. He's a plumber, right? Yeah. So, he's got lots of plumbing tools lying around. He's yeah. got a plunger. Oh, he was just who's, playing around with them. Who's, who's looked at their belly button and thought, well, I wonder, what would, can I turn the innie into an outie? He's had a go. He's obviously, it, he's listened to our last Bravcast. He thought, the belly button fluff issue is, is a very pertinent one to me. Yeah. You know, we'd all prefer to not have belly button fluff. He's probably gone one step further and thought, I'll, I can plunge, remove it. I'll plunge it out. I'll plunge it out. And then this deformed little sudden, twin comes little out. four centimetre twin pops out after 30 years. Four centimetre... 30-year-old bit of grot. That sounds like <laughs> Jeanette Cranky. <laughs> I wonder if it looked like Jeanette Cranky. <laughs> was it, it, like, like... it doesn't say here, but I'm presuming it was dead. The implication there is that when he was in the womb, he his belly ate his twin. Yes. Which... How is that going to make him feel any better about his operation? 
He's probably better off not knowing. And how has it taken him 30 years, 30 years, to get around to seeing a doctor? Well, it, it came out, my theory What, is. so it's born? Well, you get, born to 30, from his you get to 30... Little belly-bottom baby. You start to get a bit of middle-aged spread, you know, perhaps the subcutaneous fat layer starts to pull and push on his, uh, his little dead embryonic brother, and, yeah. it, and it kind of pushes it out, you know... Physiological changes start happening to this guy, and it, and it kind of it, it comes. I out. just think, fucking, how disturbing is that? You imagine, but, like he, he must, he must have had romantic liaisons. You imagine when he's stripping off and he's got his little twin there. Hello, you get two for one with us. Hey. He, he might, he might. Oh, I don't. No, I don't say be that. freaked out. It's not an outie. It's, it's it, nearly a deformed four centimetre year old twin that was consumed by his belly in the womb. Do you know what I'd do to complete the cycle? What? Eat it. Fry it up, bit of garlic he, butter. That's probably why he's got it in a jar at home. He's pickling it. You know, I've got to soften it up a little bit. He Pick- called it Little Gav as well. Oh, you don't want to name it, for fuck's sake. You didn't name Little Growths. That's so dark, man. It's a, it's a dark thing, but it does happen more than you'd, uh, more than you'd think. How, how, what evidence have you got for that? It happens more than I think. I think it happens roughly once. And we've got evidence of no, that. No, no, there's lots. Of you, if you do a bit of research, which you're so apt to do, yeah. you will find that happens a lot. There should be a support group. Because essentially, he's killed his twin. In the womb, yeah. In the womb. I'm a twin. I didn't kill, you, kill my twin. He didn't consume me in his belly. We get on very well, I think, as a result of that. <laughs> Oi, stop dicking about with a radio and put it back on Spratcast. Well, can you? What we have for you now is Poetry Smackdown. This has been getting more and more hotly contested, I think. To the point that last night I was awake until 2.30 in the morning writing my poem. I was, I just really wanted to get this right. This was, it's a poem about National Administrative Professionals Day, which is something that we, we spoke about last week. And I've written a, a poem. It's it's a very long poem. It's It's epic. It's like... Beowulf set in an office. Uh, that's probably bigging it up a little bit too much, actually. It probably doesn't have the kind of gravitas that Beowulf has, but I'm quite pleased with it. But I think you should go first, because I went first last time. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> if you'd like to give us your poem about National Administrative Professionals Day. I will. Can you uh, hold the candle? Why have you bought a candle? Just hold the candle, Mark, what? like we discussed. Touch the velvet. What? Why? Because I need these. That's my little thing. I need this just to, to get my poem out, okay? Just do it for me. All right. All right, but we're all going to listen to your poem. Yeah. We'll, now, touch the candle. Yeah, I'm touching. I'm holding it. Oh, You're no. holding the velvet. I touch the velvet. Hold the candle. Okay. Just I'm going to start now. Phase one. I was going to slit my throat. I was just about to. But then I remembered, it's Administrative Professionals Day. Oh joy. I was just about to down a bottle of antidepressants. But then I recalled, it's Administrative Professionals Day. Fucking hell yes. (laughs) Phase two, only to be read after phase one of this poem. Vroomchk. Vroomchk goes the photocopier. Vroop, frip goes the Rolodex. Shh. 
goes the mouse. Squeak! Goes the filing cabinet. It needs oiling. Ooh! The 100 metre scheduling. Ooh! Ooh! I hope I win administrative jobs worth of the year. But I won't. I'm a shit administrator. Perhaps I will kill myself. Yet again, bringing the bleakness to the table there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's challenging. That poem was challenging. I'm expanding my style. You really yeah. are. This is fascinating. We are evolving as poets, in a way. <laughs> yeah, let's have, I'm looking forward to yours, Mark, I have to say. You really can put the, uh, put the candle down. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I might keep touching the velvet, though. Janet clocked in early because it was a special day. She was hoping that her colleagues also knew. Perhaps her desk was decorated with a beautiful bouquet, maybe chocolates or a greetings card or two. She'd been dropping lots of hints to anybody who could hear. Perhaps today she'd finally get some recognition. For she never once complained and did her job with such good cheer despite the fact it was a truly shit position. But as she walked into the room and saw her desk was plain and bare, the faintest smile of optimism left her lips. Because there were no gifts or cards and nothing ornamental there, except a stapler and her chain of paper clips. Janet hid her disappointment as she slumped into her seat and commenced her usual tedious daily grind. Checked the email first because there's always spam there to delete. It was boring, but she didn't really mind. But as she sifted through the junk, one message made her stop and frown from her boss who'd never emailed her before. She was nervous, as his policy was not to write things down, but to bark out orders through his office door. She sat, staring at her monitor for what seemed like an age, as the mouse just hovered, quivering in fear. It was simply called No Subject, which made it hard to gauge. But when she double-clicked it, everything was clear. It's been brought to my attention that I'm supposed to treat you well, because it's National Admin Professional Day. And although you're not as diligent as Rachel or Michelle, I suppose a modicum of joy should come your way. So although what I'm about to say might seem a little rash, it can be justified because you make good tea. Go buy yourself a card and take it out of petty cash. You'll have to sign it too, but peepee it from me. And at this, she turned to floods of tears, which she tried hard to fight. She'd given everything to serve this corporation. But the tears were not of sadness. They were tears of pure delight. Because for once, he'd finally shown appreciation. There you go. I like that. That's my poem about Janet. That's deep. Janet and her admin professionals. Wow, there's a, there's a whole life. She there. keeps on chucking, man. She deserves it. Okay, we're going to try a, a new feature now. This is something that Eli's been badgering me to feature for quite a while now. This is a segment called Eli's Grumbles. Um, doesn't really need a great deal of explanation. It is Eli grumbling about stuff. So, Eli, uh, what, what have you got to grumble about? My first grumble is that when it's cold, I've got pubes that are longer than my dick. <laughs> 
right? Just when it's cold, really. I don't know, is, is that, are you boasting about the length of your pubes or complaining about the size of your dick? A bit well, of both. Yeah, a bit of, you know. Yeah. That's a grumble. I don't know how that really affects you. Well, it's a grumble. I've got a bit of a grumble. Yeah. When I'm at the gym, on the treadmill, for some reason, that's always the time that the cleaning staff decide to clean that treadmill. I don't know why. Every time I'm on it and I'm running along, they would just turn up with their spray and just start to... It's like they've made a bet or something. Oh, he's in again. He's in again. Does that need cleaning? No, but fuck it. Let's do it. And they'll come over and they'll start cleaning it. It's just... I find it disrespectful. But I'm, I'm trying to give the illusion that I'm running, that I'm some kind of athlete. You know, I like to yeah. think of that when I'm running along. Yeah, Ooh, I'm working. If someone walks in front of you at that point, it just feels... Unnatural because the you know, I, what I should really be doing is stopping and going, whoa, hang on, you nearly got run over there, mate. You know what pisses me off about my gym, right? What? What? I went in there and uh, I, I didn't have any cash on me and I wanted uh, a towel. Now, you have to pay a quid. You, a deposit? You get that back, do you? No. So, uh, anyway, I go in mm. and... Uh, I haven't got the money for the towel, but I need a towel. I haven't got a towel in my bag. Right. So I go to this guy. Look, you know, I haven't got the the pound. Can I? Uh, can I just have a towel anyway? He's like, yeah. I'm like, no, come was on. Was that his response? He was like, yeah. no. What? He was like, why should I? I was like, well, come on, give me, give me the towel. He was like, look, you wouldn't go into the corner shop to buy a, a pint of milk, and then just expect them to, if you didn't have the money, give it to you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, but I don't pay the corner shop. 40 quid a month for the pleasure of fucking shopping <laughs> in there. Absolutely, man. I fucking would expect him to do if that was the case. Yeah. Jesus. What did he say to that? I didn't actually say that. Oh, what? Wow. You missed I just fumed, and then this guy behind me, some kind of yuppie guy, just slammed down a quid for me and said, oh, these people in here are dead. I'm sick of it. You really? Know? Yeah. Nice, man. No, it's because that's, that's a terrible beautiful. attitude. That's a, that's a beautiful moment, though. Yeah, Someone's come to your rescue. Yeah, You're a damsel without a towel. Hmm. The other thing about Brixton Rec, for some reason, they have security gates. Like, you've got to walk through, you know, um, like, they, like they have at airports. Really? Like they metal detectors. So you don't bring knives in it. So I don't bring knives to the gym. Who's bringing a knife to a gym? Well, you know, um, that's where they reckon all of these terrorists, these Al-Qaeda cells, all meet up and sort of... Uh... In Brixton Rec? Well, no, in gyms. Really? Yes. Why, why bother? Surely that's a ridiculous length to go to. Pay 40 quid a month membership so you could have your CD terrorist meetings. Yeah, I don't think... They want, to be, they want to be buff when they go to meet You're their You're thinking maker. just because one of the bombs from the 7th of July attacks was in a fitness first bag. You think, that, oh, now they'll meet. They're, they're planning their meetings on the treadmill. Well, they're all cycling next to each other going, yeah, we're death to the infidel. Yes, they are. Really? Is that what they're doing? I have recently given in. I've given in to Facebook for years, years. I've avoided Facebook because I'm a weird kind of, I'm a bit obsessive compulsive. And I know that if I start dabbling in Facebook, I'll be hooked and I'll just yeah. be on there all the fucking time. You know what I'm like. Yeah. And I, I deliberately shot it out of my entire life because I didn't want to have that stress. And recently I felt I had to give in. But I did it for Spravcast, right? I genuinely did it because I wanted to set up a Facebook group for Spravcast. Noble. Um, because we, we've got the email address, the Google mail address, but it's only Adam. 
there's, there's emailing us at the moment. Who's he? Well, maybe, God knows who maybe he is. email's not accessible enough for people. <laughs> maybe what they need is Facebook. So I set up a Facebook page. It's called Mark Allen Spraffcast, unsurprisingly. And it's so far, we've got 12 people on it, 12 fans. Hey. Or disciples, as I like to call them. That is, a, that is the perfect number. I am actually one of those. Does that so, make me. I'm Christ then? No, not in any way what? Christ figure. Well, Mark, who's got more uh, facial hair? You have a facial hair, but, you know. Who's got more facial so hair? So is Brian Blessed. He is closer to Jesus than you will ever be. Well, could you stop bringing Brian Blessed into this? You started it by nicking his catchphrase. I'm the Jesus of the of the twelve Spraff disciples. No, you're not. Absolutely. I, not. I'm the persecuted one who. How are you persecuted? <laughs> I think listening back to this, there's plenty of, of instances. You called me a slag. Just yeah, a minute I'm ago. I'm going to edit that out, and then you'll just look paranoid. We, we, so we have 12 people who are fans of our Facebook group currently. It's only been set up a few days. Um, to be honest, I know 11 of those 12 people. Now, while I appreciate their efforts in joining the, the, the Facebook group, I can't help but being a little bit intrigued by the one that I don't know. Not only that, she just looks intriguing. Um, yes. The person who it is is Jeanette Butterworth. She, there's a picture of her on Facebook. Um, She's, she's got a guitar in her hand. She's an elderly lady. Um, I hope she won't mind me saying that, Jeanette, if you're listening. I just, see, this is the other thing. I don't know if she listens. I bet she doesn't. Right, the picture is of her. She's got a guitar. She's got dark glasses on. And what I really like is in the background, a menorah. Like a Jewish candlestick. Nice. Uh, yeah, just like a, li- a lot of information she's in a-, a simple photo. Jeanette Butterworth rocks with the Jews. Perhaps she's a... Uh... The Judas. Of the disciples? Yes. I don't really know her. I mean, I can't level that her. I don't want to drive her away. Perhaps she's been bribed, as Judas was, or, or paid, yeah. to uh, to bring down. To infiltrate the Spravcast and bring us down from the inside. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I'm willing to, um, to be Christian about this. I'm going to set her a task. I'm going to set her a mission. Right. I want to know if Jeanette Butterworth is actually a fan of the Spravcast. This is good. Or she's just clicking on anything. She's just, she's, she yes. just wants to join loads of random groups. So um, if you know Jeanette Butterworth, by the way, don't tell her about this. I want to know for sure if she actually is a fan of the podcast. So Jeanette, if you're a fan of the podcast, then just send a little message on the uh, Spravcast Facebook page. You know who you are. Just, just get in touch with the words, I am Judas. <laughs> and then uh, we'll see we'll yeah. see because I, I, I really like I like the cut of your jib uh, from that one photo you look like someone I want to get to know so I'm not going to add you as a friend yet I just want you to make yourself known I just, this is a little test for you like Judas was tested but he failed don't fail us don't Jeanette. fail us don't be the Judas Jeanette don't fail us yeah Uh, I've got a, I've got an interesting project coming up. I have been invited to be a candidate for election to the post of mayor for a place that doesn't exist. This is completely true. There is a place that used to exist called Garrett, 
Now, the, uh, what used to happen in the old days, in the 1700s, I think about 1780 or something, um, this place called Garrett held mock elections because the people there were disillusioned with the political system. They couldn't vote. Like 2% of the population could vote and they were the privileged few, the landowners and yeah. the arseholes, basically. Yeah. Like the other people, they weren't, couldn't even dream of voting. You know, they wouldn't, wouldn't get a sniff of it. So um, they were disillusioned by this, decided to have their own elections for a comedy mayor. Um, for this place called Garrett, which is between Tooting and Wandsworth. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, but they're resurrecting the Mayor of Garrett title um, 250 years after they were initially started. And I've been invited to take part. So on the Great. 13th of July, I'm going to take the hustings and I'm going to try and campaign along with 500 ca other candidates <clears throat> for the title of mayor of a place that doesn't exist. If you want to see the proper campaign speech, I'm going to be on there, on the hustings, at the Leather Bottle Inn in Garrett Lane, which is between ones with the Tooting, 13th of June. Um, and I'm going to deliver my manifesto and I'm really genuinely going to try hard to be elected the mayor of Garrett. So um, hopefully by the next Bravcast I'll have a report on what happened with the Mayor of Garrett elections. Hopefully I will be the Mayor of Garrett next time I speak to you, but it depends on, the, on you, the people. My word, this, this Bravcast is totally banging. Oh, so that is it for this episode of Spravcast. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, Jeanette Butterworth, you know who you are. Get in touch if you exist, if you're real. If you're not a, a plant... Yeah, yeah. If you're, you're not, not some kind of spy, Jeanette. You dirty... No. No. <laughs> no, no you stop it. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't want to drive away a twelfth of our fan base. Okay. Yes, she's lovely. I'm sure she's lovely. So and she's a, she's a fan. But seriously, Jeanette, get in touch. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Um, if anyone's got anything that they want to uh, send in, then very, you're very welcome. Either contact us on the, the Facebook page, which is Mark Allen Spravcast, or you can email spravcast at googlemail.com. That's spravcast at googlemail.com. Thank you, Eli. Um, thanks a lot for listening to episode six of Spravcast, and tune in again next month when we'll have all manner of Spraff and nonsense to feed into your ears. Bye. Bye.